Okay, you're probably wondering, if you listened to the last podcast I produced, hey, Angela, I thought you were going to release episodes every other week. And yes, you would be right. I did say that. But then I talked to a few people, and let's just say that they encouraged me to keep going, to keep producing content because it was needed and they felt it was relevant. And I hope that's been the case for you, my dear listener. So I went back to the drawing board and I started to think about how I can continue to produce content every week for you, but still maintain my sanity during a time when I quite frankly, as my daughter's main caregiver, still have a lot on my plate with her. So I've decided to try and alternate some quick, hopefully applicable, informative episodes with my longer format interview style podcasts. So that means that this week, I'm going to just give you a quick little tidbit of info on a topic, and then next week, you'll get one of my guest interviews. And we'll see how this goes for the next few weeks and if I can keep up the schedule. Because if I can, I absolutely will, because producing this podcast is truly one of my favorite things to do. All right, so here it goes. Welcome to Especially Organized. Welcome to Especially Organized, Sensible Solutions for Special Needs Moms, the podcast for all those busy moms out there who, like me, take care of kids who have a little something extra. And in the midst of all that extra, want to lead a more organized and present life. Whether your child has medical complexities, an intellectual disability, or neurodiversity, I am here for you. My name is Angela O'Brien, and I'm the parent of a 19-year-old daughter with Down syndrome. I know what it's like to have too much overwhelm and too little time when you're trying to manage all the pressures and responsibilities that come with a special needs child. Using my experience and skills as a professional organizer, each week I will bring information and encouragement to help you move through your clutter and reclaim what you deserve. So let's get started. Today, I want to talk to you briefly about doom piles. Now, you may not know what a doom pile is, but if you have ADHD or you have a loved one with ADHD or live with someone with ADHD and you've done any research at all, you might know and you might even have some of these piles in your home. Doom piles are not piles of paper forecasting impending danger for you and your family. Doom, in this case, actually stands for didn't organize, only moved. Yes, that is what a lot of people, especially those who might have ADHD, do when they say they are organizing their papers or their files. As the acronym says, though, these files are not actually organized. Having said that, if you asked someone with ADHD to find a particular document in one of their doom piles, they actually are very likely able to locate it. It might take them some time and of course cause some stress to find it, but they will eventually find it. So why do people, especially those with ADHD specifically, organize like this? I think it comes down to challenges in the executive functioning skills that we have. And just as a reminder, executive functioning skills are basically the processes that we use in our brain for planning, for initiating tasks, for time management, for organization, and even for emotional control. Now, one of these executive functioning skills is the use of our working memory. This is what psychology today calls our mental scratch pad. And I think that that is a great analogy. So let me give you an example. 
you tell your son you want him to bring three items downstairs to you. His soccer uniform, used towels in the bathroom, and his math homework. So he goes upstairs to grab the first item, his soccer outfit, which is in his drawer. And as he's walking over to the bathroom to grab the towels, he sees something interesting that you've left on his bed. He also sees a spider in the corner of the room, and he gets a text from his friend. His functioning, working memory would allow him to remember to grab those towels even after he kills the spider and answers a text from his friend. Now, if you have ADHD, you're probably using that mental scratch pad a lot more than someone without because you're responding to all that stimuli. You're looking at what's on the bed. You're wondering about the spider and if it should have lived a longer life. And you're waiting for another response from the text you just sent your friend. So if you have ADHD, your mental scratch pad could be really full. You could also just be mentally fatigued and overwhelmed. And all of that is just a recipe for a huge helping of doom piles on your desk or on your shelves or on your counter where you walk in. And those doom piles are difficult to work with. I mean, let's be honest. When the water bill is mixed in with your kid's IEP documents and yesterday's mail, it can be difficult to find what you need when you need it, especially if you're in a time crunch. And the last thing that we need as special needs parents is for us to be even more stressed about finding the papers that we have in our home. So what can you do to reduce your doom piles? Here are some things that I've learned over the years from people with ADHD, and this is what they recommend. So first of all, writing it down. Dump that working memory onto a piece of paper. Now, I personally recommend that this be a piece of paper on a pad or in a journal that you use all the time so that you know what it is when you see it. And I also recommend that you try to keep it in one place so that you can refer back to those reminders. Also, giving your to-do items a deadline can be really helpful. Nothing gets our butts into gear than an absolute endpoint for accomplishing a task. It's like finding out that your in-laws are gonna be here in 20 minutes and you need to clean the kitchen and the living room before your judgy mother-in-law sees it. And another thing that is recommended is to break down your tasks. So Courtney Howard of episode, I think it's 15, I'll put it in the show notes, of this podcast, she talks about that. She is a teacher at my daughter's school. She also has ADHD and she's a mom of three. And she uses alarms for everything, so much so that her family might tease her about it a little bit, but she doesn't even care because it really helps keep her on track. Another thing that might help is having an accountability partner or a buddy to help keep you on track. Now, this could look like you sending a before picture to a friend of the drawer that you want to organize or the doom pile that you want to go through and telling her to text you back in 30 minutes asking how you're doing and if you're finished. It could also look like having someone, a friend or someone else on Zoom and they're doing their work while you're doing yours, but you're holding each other accountable by being present and then you check in at the end of the Zoom session. If you're really wanting to reduce those doom piles, I actually think that setting up some sort of, I would call it a triage system, it might, that might help. Now these might be 
labeled files that are easy to access and simple to add to. And you keep them front and center, wherever that, whatever that means to you. So for example, you might have several files and when papers come to you, whether via a backpack of your kids or in the mail, you can add them to the files and that helps kind of figure out what you need to do with them next. So those files might be labeled to do, to read, to file, to pay, or to give. So it gives you an opportunity to set up something so that things are a little bit more organized as soon as they come in. But make sure that you have a time set in your calendar or on your alarm or in your phone that you can work to address those items in those files. And I would recommend sometime during the week, during business hours, if possible, sometime when you have some time to devote to it. And finally, a lot of people with ADHD see that making the task more fun aids in their ability to complete it. So how can you make it fun again? And now I realize that we're talking about cleaning up papers and files. Yeah, that's not fun to anyone, even me, and I love to organize. But how can you make it a little bit more interesting? Can you time yourself? Can you set yourself a timer of 30 minutes and then go get a latte with a friend afterwards? Can you set your timer and then after that timer goes off and you've worked for a little while, play a game of Candy Crush on your phone or Marco Polo, a friend of yours? Just something to encourage you and motivate you to complete it. And just when there's more fun involved, you're more likely to succeed. So I hope those tips help you. If you are looking at some doom piles right now in your home that you want to tackle, before I go, I actually want to offer you up something. I recently spoke to a group of moms of kids with special needs, and we talked a lot about paper organizing. It is a common theme for us as special needs moms. I put together a document that outlines how long we should keep certain important documents and files and papers, from credit card statements to loan documents to insurance policies, trust, medical records, and more. It's all there telling you how long you should hang on to something. So I would love to give this information to you and love to share this with you. So if you are interested, head to the show notes where there is a link to sign up for my email list and I will send it directly to your inbox. It's just a one pager, something you can put on top of one of your doom piles. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Anyway, don't do that. But hopefully it will help you and encourage you to recycle and get rid of some of those papers that you don't necessarily need to hang on to anymore. And it'll give you some freedom to do that and some uh, motivation to tackle those doom piles that you're looking at. All right. I hope you get to go out and reclaim what it is that you need today. And I will see you next week. Have a good one. (music) 